0: inside the game brought to you by later media well he's a new face in south africa's odi and t20 squad but he looks right at home in the green and gold and has been playing like an absolute veteran rassie van 350s in four innings with an astounding average of 120. He also has a half century to his name in the T20 arena, and he came very close to getting a second a few nights ago. Russie, great to have you on the line. Uh, you seem to be enjoying yourself at the moment.
1: Yeah, hi, Derek. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, yes, the last few weeks have gone uh, quite well. Um, I'm pretty pretty happy with, with uh, everything that, that uh, happened. So, uh, yeah, you know, in a good space at the moment. Hopefully, there's more to come.
0: Yeah, you said quite well. I think that's underplaying it somewhat. I mentioned the 50s, and I mean, that average uh, most normal humans on on planet Earth, they like to dabble in averages uh, of two figures, not three.
1: Yeah, I suppose. Uh, I think it, the, the situations of the games have, have worked sort of out that, that you know, I, I could be there at the end uh, and, and get a not out. Um, but, you know, I've played, I've played a lot of cricket, and. You know, I suppose as you go up in the levels, uh, the fundamentals and the basics stay the same. So, you know, in the, in the, in the one-day games, even though it is my first five one-day games, I sort of try to uh, keep my approach uh, the same as I have uh, throughout my career.
0: What was it like getting into the Proteus squad? Uh, You made your debut last year in the T20 Arena playing against Zimbabwe, but now it's safe to say that you've pretty much cemented your place in both sides for the time being. Um, Yeah, was it a great welcome? Was it eye-opening joining the guys? Of course, in this day and age, uh, a lot of them are your teammates on the domestic uh, front and also in the various T20 tournaments around the world. So, of course, uh, many of them were familiar faces to you, but... Uh yeah, uh getting into the squad, uh, what's it been like?
1: Yeah, it's been it's been actually unbelievable, you know. Um, I got in into the squad and and you know the the, the feeling that I got from, from all the senior guys was uh, a feeling that that you don't have to prove yourself, you know, you've done enough. Uh everyone knows what you can do, so you know, everybody in the squad backs and, and respects you as a player and know what you what you're capable of and, and that's uh very reassuring. Obviously, coming into a squad and playing with guys who have been your heroes, the likes of Dale Spay and Amla, Faf, um, to know that those guys you know, know, know your capabilities and, and, and they back you. So, you know, it's a very um, welcoming and, and laid-back environment. Uh, obviously, very professional. Um, but it's, it's definitely an environment that, that, that has a lot of pride and, and, you know, brings the best out of you as a player.
0: You speak about them being your heroes. You mentioned the likes of Amla, Stan, Duplessis. Anyone that's had a massive impact on, on your, your batting style or, or your career, uh, so to speak, but in the short space of time that you've been in the setup with the South African side?
1: Yeah, I think I was lucky enough to to bat for a long time with Ashim in the first ODI, I think a partnership of about 150. Um, and for me, in my first game, obviously. Uh, reading uh, an ODI uh, innings, setting up a game—you know that was that was quite valuable just to just to find out and to see that you know what I was thinking was not too far from from what he was thinking, and you know he's obviously vastly experienced. with about 180 ODIs, I think, under his name. Um, and the same same goes for for Fupp. in the last ODI in Cape Town. You know, I think we had almost 100 partnerships, and again, you know the thought patterns were, were fairly similar and, and for me that was quite reassuring knowing that, you know, what our hours approaching it was not too far from from, from what what these experienced guys are how, how they do it. So, you know, obviously those two senior datas uh, played a big big role, you know, watching them the last sort of ten years in my career, um and now getting to play with them. You know, so I think a guy like Dale Stein is very positive and obviously very experienced. And, um, you know, I'm just trying to, to learn as much as I can from these guys, you know, try and spend as much time with them as I can, uh, try and soak it all up, you know, because, uh, like I said, they've seen it all and, and they've experienced it all.
0: I'm glad you mentioned that match uh, in Port Elizabeth against Pakistan it was the first ODI of the series. It was also your first ODI. Uh, a very good performance from yourself, scoring 93 but there was criticism afterwards. Uh, we went on to lose the game, and there was criticism about uh, the, the strike rate at the end, the fact that we didn't lose too many wickets, but we didn't put on the highest of scores. Um, did you, I don't know, did you take that personally? I, I know your name wasn't really mentioned. Uh, Hashim's was quite a bit. But, uh, yeah, looking back now, uh, is it just water off a duck's back, or did it affect you at all?
1: Yeah, I think always when you're going to lose, there's going to be some criticism. People are going to look for reasons why you lose. So, you know, in in that situation, the the pitch was quite slow, and and the spinners did come into the game, and it was quite difficult to score. And and we felt it it would be more difficult to for a, for a new guy coming in to, to score. So we, like I said, we managed the innings. You know, Ashwin's obviously very experienced, so I try to just learn ideas off him and and uh, see where see where he was in terms of his innings. And uh, you know, it's, if you take criticism. If people are entitled to their their opinion and um, you know you, you can't ignore that uh, but sometimes yes you've got to stay true to, to what you believe and I think in that game you know we we put on a score that, that we thought would be competitive I think on the day Pakistan just maybe batted uh, a bit better than us you know they were maybe just a bit better than us in all aspects so on the day the better team won
0: it's a massive year as far as cricket is concerned, given the fact that in a few months' time we've got the Cricket World Cup. So it's pretty rare for a player to get selected in the same year as a World Cup to make his debut and then to continually stay on in the team. You've certainly made a case to yourself, uh, given those innings so far, I've mentioned uh, the, the many half centuries that you scored, three in four innings. Um, you've got to think to yourself that, hey, I'm doing pretty well here and I've got to be Top of mind when it comes to coach Otis Gibson's selection process for England, but is it tough on you? I can imagine that any time you go out to bat, it's difficult, but especially now, is it an extended job interview, so to speak, where you go out and you know every time you are batting to try and solidify your place in that squad in a, in a few months' time?
1: Yeah, I mean, you can't get away from it. It is a World Cup, yeah. Um, everybody knows that, and you know there's a lot things, things spoken and, and written in the press. Um, but you know, when when I got the call up to to join the ODI squad, you know, I was just very, very grateful and honoured to to just be involved. You know, and I thought to myself, you know, if I can play one match in this five match series, uh, it will be a dream come true. Um, so I w- I'm not thinking too far ahead. I ended up playing all five and, and doing quite well. And um, you know, and, and I see it as every game and every innings is an opportunity to, to showcase what, what I'm about and you know, if I know now that I can perform at this level and um I suppose if you regarding your question, is it a is it a job interview? I mean that's I think that's sports in general, you know, every opportunity in professional sport you you have to take with with both hands. Just that's just the nature of how it goes. So you know, it's nothing new to me that that sort of uh, pressure or, or 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 like that. But you know, so so I see it. You know, if I can if I can play a few more games, you know, every every game I play is a dream come true. And you know, I just I just need to make sure I'm on top of my game and at my best every moment and every ball. And you know, the the rest will follow. And in terms of selection for for World Cup. I know if I, if I do all those things, you know, whatever happens
0: will happen. Of course, the other factor is that as far as your teammates are concerned, while they are your teammates, they're also, by all intents and purposes, your opponents uh, for those few remaining spots for the World Cup.
1: Yes, yeah, like I said, it's, it is a reality. I mean, you can't get away from it. That, that is true to, to a sense. But I mean I think if, if as a player you get caught up in, you know, what is this guy doing, what is that guy doing, uh, you you're actually on the wrong path. You so for me I'm 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 just focusing on myself, trying to trying to keep my 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 game in order and uh yeah, working hard on, on some aspects that you know, that I know I can improve and and like I said, if if I do that and you know, get get those things in place. I, I know I'll be uh, in a good mindset going into matches, and and if I perform, the rest will take care of itself.
0: Have you been given any indication by Otis as to where his thought process lies with regards to your selection for the World Cup? I mean, I mentioned um, how well you've done uh, in the few opportunities you've had. I mean, you've got to be thinking to yourself, "Hey, I'm I'm in with a massive chance. At the moment, I'm pretty much uh, a certainty in the middle order." Um, Does Otis see it the same way? Has he given you indication that that's how his thinking lies?
1: Um, He he hasn't communicated to that extent, I would say. I think there's a a lot of uh, pressure on him to to answer those types of questions, but you don't want to make calls too early. Um, there's There's still a series against Sri Lanka coming. But, you know, for for me, it's it's just about trying to be consistent. You know, I pride myself in in uh, in being consistent on the field and and uh, you know performing uh, for the team and and contributing to all the winning calls and you know things like staying calm and and cool under pressure is is something that I that I really uh think is a is a big part of my game and you know I'm just glad that I could showcase that uh, against Sri Lanka, going in the, in in a few pressure sort of situations and. And coming out on top. So, a uh, World Cup is obviously a high-pressure tournament environment, you know. And uh, I think a main thing as a player is to is to know your game and, and stay calm under pressure. And I think that's, that's something I can definitely bring to the party.
0: Now, you've represented South Africa in ODIs, T20s. Um, do you? Well, there's no doubt that you do. High uh, aspirations uh, on representing the, the test side. I think when you first made a name for yourself, it was in the T20 arena, um, but it is also the most visually appealing of the formats and certainly does make headlines. But uh, I mean, looking at your first class record, uh, geez, it's, it's nothing to laugh at. Uh, 15 tons for you, you average um, just uh, 43. But I think the main um, point uh, when it comes to first class is that it was last season, if I'm not mistaken, where you topped the run scoring charts. So and, and, and looking at strike rates, just for instance, uh, strike rate in the first class, uh, 47. Yet, if you look at your T20 international strike rate, you're at 140. The ODI is uh, just short of 77. So you certainly are a player capable of adapting to a situation and a different format. Uh, you're not really pigeonholed into one. So, test side, uh, you still aiming for that?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that's, yeah, that's, that's uh, a, a big... Big sort of dream of mine and, and ambition, you know. in terms of their adaptability, yes, you're right. It's something that I've that I've worked hard on in the last two or three years with, with my batting coach, Justin Simmons. Um and sort of just trying to get the fundamentals of, of my technique in place. You know, trying to get it to a point where whichever format it is, it's, it's not as not as much changing too much technically, but but actually just the mindset. Uh, maybe a few technical twitches that allows me to to maybe hit the ball in the air as opposed to on the ground. But you know, the, the mental side of that is 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 really the bigger side. And like I said, it's something that I've worked on a lot in the last two seasons. And again, you know, if I want to be known as a, as as a player that that can play all three formats, that that can adapt to situations, and 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 uh, so yeah, definitely an, a, an ambition for me going forward. You know selection like i've mentioned is is something that you know i don't worry too much about you know again i try to focus on my own game and and getting my 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 technique and and everything in place and you know if it happens uh it happens If, if if it doesn't you know it's also okay i think somebody asked me about a year ago do i do i think i'll play south africa and i said you know i obviously want to and i obviously feel i can um but if it doesn't happen, you know, there's something else there. So, you know, I'm, I'm quite level-headed. And, uh, you know, so if it happens, it'll definitely be a dream come true. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep working hard and I'll keep improving my game. And hopefully I get there someday.
0: Having a look at those run scoring charts from last season, which you topped, what the stats don't tell you, though, is that you were batting in a whole new position, one that wasn't, you weren't really accustomed to.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, moving to, to the middle order to number four allowed me to, to free up my game a bit more, you know, as opposed to opening the batting in years before that, uh, which at the high wonders is quite a challenging feat, you know. So it's something that the coaching staff came to me with, obviously, having opened for a lot of, a long time in my career. Uh, they They suggested it and... You know, I was open to it, and I and I thought, okay, so it's a different uh, sort of sort of role that I have to play now. But you know, again, uh, as a player, you need you need to be able to adapt uh, to positions and to circumstances. And you know, it's it really it really uh sort of grew my game. And 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 you know, if you look at uh, I played in the Canadian T Twenty League uh, last year, which you know that was the first time I I I bet it, in the middle order in T20 cricket because I mean we had the likes of Chris Gale and Evan Lewis opening the batting and the coach basically said to me listen these guys are obviously world class openers we know you're an opener but but we, we want to use you in the middle order and you know again I I, I had to adapt and, and I saw it as a challenge and yeah again it, it worked out quite well for me so yeah I'm, I'm enjoying the middle order at, at the moment you know opening is it's something that that I've that I've done a lot in my career. I I still feel I can do it if needed, but you know, like I said, if, if I can be known as a player who can who can bat from one to six and fulfill any role in the team, you know, that that's obviously a good thing.
0: You spoke about playing in Canada. You've also played in the Netherlands, Ireland, England, the Caribbean, uh, to name but a few. I'll never forget uh, a couple of months ago, I was in Abu Dhabi at a, a T20 tournament there, and I bumped into a player who was leaving midway through the tournament to go to Dubai. And I asked him what he was going to do, and he said that he was off to go play in a tournament on that side. And I asked, who was he going to play for? And he actually didn't know. Clearly, in that respect, not necessarily playing for the badge, but probably for the Bucks, which is completely fine. We understand it's a profession and players need to look after their future. From your side, is it a fine line between being able to, to cover your future or, and also stay on the radar of the pro You mentioned wanting to crack the test side. You're now in the ODI and T20 squads. I mean, how much of a role does it play? You, you can earn a lot of money or you stick with what you know. Playing in the four-day format and uh, trying to get selected.
1: Yeah, I think it's it is a fine line. It's it's you know obviously each guy will interpret it differently. Um, you know if you look, if you look at those guys, there are a lot of money on the T Twenty circuit, especially going around, but but also in England and in, in the county setup. You know, and if you look at those those guys, who signed Colpac, You know, obviously means you can't. You can't represent South Africa anymore you know it's not something that, that I would ever do um, i you know i'm I'm a very patriotic person I love our country and you know for me it's always been about um representing the country the Proteas, uh, the people uh, my family you know so there's a bit more to 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 what I play for than than the money money isn't really not Never really been a big driving factor for me. But, you know, in saying that, you, you, I'm not judging or, or or saying anything badly about uh, the guys who, who play in all these leagues and whatever. I mean, the money is so good. Um, sometimes it just will not make sense to, to say no for it. So, you know, I think uh, from my side, you know, I would like to represent the Proteas, and if those things come on the side I mean that's that's ideal situation
0: now cricket isn't your be all and end all and, and you speak about money of course you, you do have interests outside of the game and uh, I'm actually wearing right now a pair of slops that you very kindly gave me a, a couple of months ago and I even took them over to Peru took two pairs with thinking that they wouldn't really last I was over there for Dakar and they did they stood the test of time and they're still going very strong uh, a company called Freedom that uh, that you've got going
1: yeah, freedom. Ifodiam uh, uh, the the brand we started. We 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 online exclusively uh, at the moment. We we doing caps and and slops like you've mentioned. And you know the basic behind idea behind it is it's myself and a few other guys that started about two or three years ago. Um, you know, with with a proudly African theme and and the theme of sort of giving back um, to conservation. Um, I know, obviously, rhino conservation is at the forefront of 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 everything. But you know, also a lot of smaller species out there in the country that 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 are struggling. You know, I'm thinking of the likes of the ground hornbill and and some other bird species. And you know, and and you know, as a consumer, it can be daunting sometimes to get involved in charities. Whereas our, our sort of uh, aim is to you know, if you're going to buy something anyway, buy an angle that that gives back to, to conservation and charity. So it's gone quite well. It's been received really well, the brand. And, um, you know, it, we, we're quite excited about it going forward. We, we're going to branch out into some, some other areas, clothing and, and some other um, uh, accessories. So, yeah, it's, it's gone quite well. And uh, it's something that I enjoy.
0: Yeah, it was really great. The response that I had when I posted pictures on social media was uh, everyone was just blown away at the the visual aspects of the slops. I mean, they really do look stunning. Of course, they couldn't tell from the quality, but I, I can definitely uh, put it, uh, state it right now. I mean, that they have been fantastic. And, and as I mentioned, they, they survived the daco, which uh, a lot of slops don't manage to do. I've uh, broken a number of pairs over the last couple of years. So thanks
1: very much. Um, no, that's awesome. I think the, the slops, they get made 100% in South Africa. You know, it's a company in Joburg that, you know, I think employ about 12 women uh, from previously disadvantaged areas. Uh, you know, there's, there's a bit of a story behind everything we do. And, you know, I think we kind we of work synergistically with, with with some people in, in the country to, to sort of improve, um, I mean, everybody's lives that are involved. Uh, yeah, that's great feedback. Thanks for that. And, uh, yeah, I'm really happy to hear that.
0: No, absolute pleasure. Thank you. Now, uh, yeah, just to reiterate that website, it's frdm.co..cozar. Uh, well, if uh, anyone wants to, to log on and uh, order their caps or slops. They really are great. Now, Russia, uh, last year, I was involved with uh, the new launch campaign for the Lions, your domestic side, and it was the Join the Charge campaign, and I'll never forget sitting there in the stands at the bullring interviewing each and every player. And almost to a man... Uh, one of the questions we posed to everyone was, What is your favorite thing to do outside of cricket? And uh, the majority of the guys said golf. Um, quite a few said shopping. I think Reza Hendricks actually said he preferred shopping to cricket, funny enough. <laughs> um, and the only one who said a very unique answer was you. I asked you, What was your favorite thing to do outside of cricket? And you said, Bird watching.
1: Yeah, it, um, it is definitely a thing that I enjoy, a hobby. Um, you know, w- along with my wife, we, we enjoy to, or we enjoy w- watching birds and, you know, going to nature reserves and, and traveling a bit and, and, um, yeah, like, it's, yeah, like I said, it's a, it's a hobby at this, this stage, you know, it's, it's exhilarating feeling seeing a, seeing a, a rare species. Um, you know, I've, I've done it sort of, yeah, from, from early ages, you know, I've been in birds and, and nature and growing up in, in the bush on the farm, you know, I was uh, yeah, very close to nature and, yeah, it's something that I don't get a lot of time for anymore as much. But, yeah, when, like I said, when my wife and I get, get some time, we like to get outdoors and, you know, do, do stuff like that.
0: If I'm not mistaken, I think the term for a, a bird watcher or bird watching is twitching. Um, is, is there a, a rare species out there that you're still aiming to see, to spot? I mean, is it the the gold standard that you're yet you to achieve?
1: Uh, I think there's a few still left. You know, we we very much in our amateur stages still yet. You know, we we have a list uh, of, of uh, about 900 species in South Africa that we're working on. We're currently somewhere between 100 and 200. So we still got a bit of time to spend there in terms of, uh, rare species. That like, there's, there's none, none that comes to mind now. Um, yeah, there's, there's obviously different rare species in, in different areas in the country. So, you know, it's sort of a sort of a lifelong quest, uh, I would say, really. So, uh, yeah, know we we loving
0: it at the moment. Oh, that's uh, great to hear. And uh, just in terms of uh, your favourite passion outside of cricket, so we speak about bird watching. But uh, if given the option, what would you rather do? Score a century or spot the rarest of species when it comes to birds?
1: (laughs) I think I'll I'll still still rather score a a century. Um, Yeah, I think cricket is is still the the biggest test in my life. It it always has been. You know, so uh, that feeling of of reaching three figures in in an important match against a good quality attack, you know, that's a, a feeling of satisfaction and, yeah, that you can't really describe. So, uh, no, definitely definitely scoring a century.
0: Ah, oh, good to hear. Rossi, big year uh, waits. Uh, good luck. I'm actually chatting to you on the morning of the third and final T20 against uh, Pakistan. Uh, you've already wrapped up the series, but with one to play. A great ODI series victory as well for the team. And then we've got the the tour of Sri Lanka coming up, or Sri Lanka coming to South Africa. And then the big one, the World Cup. So, holding thumbs that uh, you do make it into Otis Gibson's squad, as mentioned, Looks like you've certainly cemented uh, your place in that middle order for now. Um, And uh, is wishing you all the best uh, for the coming year. And also with your adventures outside of cricket, like freedom and birdwatching.
1: Yeah. No, thanks, Derek. I appreciate the the kind words. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me uh, on the show.
0: Absolute pleasure. Cheers, Rusty. Thanks for listening to Inside the Game. Brought to you by Radar Media.